You're listening to the SLT Podcast, a resource to encourage and equip Liberty Christian School families for a Christ-centered life. Welcome back, everybody, to the SLT Podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Alex. I'm Courtney. And I'm Taylor. And today we are going to have some fun. We are doing part two of our Q&A series where we answer your questions so you can get to know us better and laugh at us. (laughs) So this time we have asked actual middle school and upper school students to provide us with some of the questions. So these are your questions that we are going to be answering to give you a look into who is the SL team, SLT team, SL team. Yeah. Who is the spiritual life team really? Trust me, we're very serious people. So with that in mind, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Is everybody ready? Yes. Yep. Good to go. The first question is, what is your favorite junk food snack and why is it Oreos? Or really, how do you eat your Oreos? And that's why it's the best. There's so many different ways to eat it. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's why Oreos, first of all. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell the story of my favorite Oreo experience. Um, Oh, boy. And it's whenever my wife and I on our honeymoon, we went to Ireland and we went to this chocolate shop and they had like hot chocolate uh, where they put an Oreo at the bottom of this hot chocolate. And so you would drink the hot chocolate and it was super rich. And then at the bottom, like the Oreo, it was just delicious. It was so good. (laughs) What? That sounds amazing, honestly. Like, really? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I was just gonna say cream side first. <laughs> like, dang. An Oreo truly isn't worth eating alone, so it needs to have something like a great glass of hot chocolate, like Taylor was saying, or a glass of milk, mm. a side of peanut butter, parent Ooh, trap style, yeah. and double stuffed. I'm just, I, it's got to be double stuffed. Yeah. If you don't have a double stuffed Oreo, it's not worth eating. It doesn't taste, you can't taste it all. Double stuffed should be the single stuffed. I think we're, we can all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. I just bite straight into my Oreos, just like a Kit Kat bar, like a madman. Mm. Okay. If you did a Bible cookbook, what recipe would you include? So different foods that are in the Bible, which one would you pick? I would do a Jonah's Whale blubber souffle. Um, (laughs) And definitely pair that with uh, forbidden fruit sorbet to round off the meat. Wow, I I, I would not eat that. I would not eat it. Can I tempt you with dessert? (laughs) Oh, no. And then Alex would blame it. I think not, Satan. Uh, I think I would do the, um, I'll call it the blanket feast. So when Jesus tells Peter, rise, Peter, kill and eat, and he shows all of the animals that were formerly considered unclean to Jewish people. Um, so like, basically, I would just put every different kind of meat into an instant pot mm. that. Mm-hmm. or just the Gentile special. And it's just a plate of bacon. Nice. <laughs> so basically my breakfast every morning. Right. Uh. <laughs> yep. I, I would like to include manna just because Mm. I want to learn how to make whatever it was because we don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. So I want to know. No leftovers. But you can only have it like once a week because I hear it gets really tiring if you have Mm -hmm. it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't meal plan with mana. Mm -mm. That does pique the curiosity. I think I would be, I'm reading through the Old Testament right now. So I actually just got through this, um, you know, mana season. And um, when the spies go in, they find all of this awesome fruit in the promised land. And my bet is that there is probably 
probably some fruit that we don't have anymore. And so I'd be I'd be curious to see what fruit it was that um, was in the promised yeah. land that they were so excited about. Man, the chocolate milk that was in the promised land. Yeah, probably wow. so good. Side of honey with mm. the manna. Yeah, honey flavor. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Okay. If you could be... If you were a Cheeto, what kind of Cheeto would you be? A flaming hot Cheeto because I'm obsessed with them. So you're obsessed with yourself? No, no <laughs> I just like, I just like, there can't wow. be another wow. answer. Wow, no. Courtney. Courtney, let's be no. honest and let's be real. <laughs> Revealing. Yeah, I'd go with the jalapeno cheddar because I'm good in small doses. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yep. They only sell those in small bags for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm going hot Cheetos lime. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. To nobody's surprise. Okay. What is your Subway order and why? Schlotsky's. Jacob Johns. To be honest, to give a real answer, it is the um, sweet onion chicken teriyaki. Ooh. That is the one I get. And my subway order would be to walk three blocks down to the Sonic next door <laughs> when we get trapped in the parking lot of a subway on the way to Wilderness oh, for man. four hours. Wilderness 2019 to haunt us forever. Oh, gosh. My go-to order is the footlong BMT stacked. What's BMT stand for? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Bacon something and something. It's a footlong... And it's the fastest way to the ER. <laughs> and it's amazing. There's like eight pieces of meat in every layer, eight pieces of cheese Ew. in every layer. Is this like one of those challenges that if you eat it, they give you a free gift card? No. <laughs> Unless it's me giving them the gift card. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite movie? Mm, that's a good that's a hard that's a really difficult question. I would say The Sound of Music or anything with Doris Day or Cary Grant or Rock Hudson. So anything that's out of the 50s and 60s that's uh my favorite. Huh. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the faces of the guys right now. They're looking at me like I'm an alien. My wife's favorite movie is also Sound of Music. So, oh, Andre and I can watch it together. Y'all should. Y'all can have a great time. Luke watched half of it and then he, oh, he gave up. Okay, yeah, that's admirable. Um, my favorite movie is actually it's called Warrior. Um, that's a really good one. It's a really good one. It is about these two brothers and they fight in the UFC and it's all about testosterone, but also family reconciliation. I wish you could see the girls' faces in this podcast. <laughs> They're just looking at Taylor like, oh my gosh, The what girls' a faces have never seen Warrior. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a really good um, like redemption and reconciliation story. Oh. Yeah, to come from a family that has a lot of brokenness in it, uh, it's... Forget it, all that noise. Dudes are punching each other. <laughs> it's about UFC. <laughs> like, you need no other reason. Yeah, my favorite movie is Saving Private Ryan. Is that the one with the volleyball? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Courtney, was that, was, that, you. <laughs> was that a real question, Courtney? I don't know if that was real. No, it was 100% real. No, it's not. Saving Private Ryan is about World War II. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Well, then what's the one with Wilson with the volleyball? Dodgeball. <laughs> 
called Castaway. Honestly, you can see where I got confused here. <laughs> sure, that sounded the same. Sam is so disappointed in me. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite chore to do around the house? Um, all of them. <laughs> I would say my least favorite chore now is folding laundry. And specifically, it's my boys' clothes of folding laundry. Um, in high school, I worked at Academy in apparel so I can fold laundry well because I know how to do it. But when it comes to like little kid clothes, yeah, you can put like... So little. Well, you can put like 500 articles of clothing in one load. And so whenever you have to like fold them all, there's just a bajillion so of them. Mm. And, and all of them, they put in all of their clothes into the laundry hamper inside out. And mm -hmm. so you have to take all of their clothes and, and take them right side out and then fold them and it takes forever. Um, my favorite, which is recent and it's very rare, uh, is power washing. I my love power goodness, washing. It's the best. It's yes. literally the best. So I've like power washed so many things outside things of our you house don't right even now. Need to. Oh sure, that's dirty. I'll power wash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might as well while I'm at it. It's it's been great. Uh -oh. Uh, my least favorite is cleaning out the rabbit cage. I would rather get punched in the face than Ooh, deal with that smell. Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of rabbits, what is your dream pet? If you could have any pet, real or even like fictional animals, what pet would you have? I think I would like, um, this is a more realistic one, I suppose, but not really because I would never actually have one. But I think a part of me would love to have a horse because I went through a stage where I like went to horse mm. camp for like several years in a row and like loved horses and had a book and like studied all of the different like features of them. And I think that's probably the story mm -hmm. of most young girls' lives. But um, riding horses is so fun. So I think it would be fun to have a horse. Yeah, whatever it is, it's Devin, I think any pet should be rideable mm -hmm. for your dream pet. Oh, yeah. wow. So yep. I'm going to go with the giant flying doggo from NeverEnding Story. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a sweet choice. Just another movie you haven't seen. Mm. If you don't like picking up poop after your rabbit, <laughs> well, <laughs> good <laughs> man. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more realistic, and I'm going to say Air Bud. Mm. Yeah. Like, not, not like a general, I, I want Air Bud. Like that dog is going to be the dog. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd pick like a Pokemon. Ooh. Well, I, I was going to pick a Pokemon like like an Arcanine. No, get the little cute pink one. Jigglypuff? Jigglypuff, oh, there's yeah. There's a couple. Jigglypuff, Wigglytuff. No, no, just Jigglypuff. There's Chauncey. I'm concerned for Chauncey. you. You mean Chauncey? What? <laughs> He's British, so I always say Chauncey. Chauncey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't or, know that it is British. I know, but I always picture it British, so I Chauncey. say Chauncey. Chauncey. top hat and a monocle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what is your favorite ice cream? So it can be any brand from anywhere, any flavor. Um, Beth Marie's indented shout out. Uh, mm -hmm. Texas Doctor with fudge. What's in it? What's the Texas Doctor? It's a vanilla-based ice cream infused with Dr. Pepper uh, and praline pecans. Oh. Um, and then I asked for their hot fudge that they make there because it's lit. It smacks. <laughs> Throw one of those youth terms. 
two youth terms combo breaker (laughs) (laughs) um i just had to google to see if my favorite ice cream is still in existence because i honestly wasn't sure but ever since i was little i've loved love potion number 31 from baskin robbins and i always wanted it for my birthday but my birthday's in november and it only comes out in february so it was always just like so sad but it's like white chocolate and raspberry um ice cream and then it has all of these little dark chocolate hearts in it that are filled with raspberry and it's just it's good it's fresh but it's also like dark chocolate you know it's a good one Courtney, we actually have the same flavor, but mine is from Milwaukee Joe's in Southlake. They've got this uh, raspberry with a dark chocolate raspberry chunks in it. No way. Oh my gosh, it it. is bomb. I'm going to go with Ben and Jerry's and it's the Tonight Dough and it has a chocolate and caramel ice cream and it's chocolate chip cookie dough, peanut butter cookie dough, and crunchy chocolate cookie swirl. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Honorable mention is Blue Bell's uh, Texas Two Step. Mm -hmm. The two different kinds of cookie dough. Okay, for our last kind of sillier question, this one is actually pretty controversial, so maybe it's not so silly. The question is, how do you eat your cereal? Now, be careful, because depending on your answer, you could lose a lot of respect from your students. Is it real? I just thought there was one way. Kind of like, you know, how the way that the toilet paper is rolled. Like, there's one correct way. No, this is more like the pineapple pizza thing. Oh, wow. That's a big split. Yeah, this is a pretty spicy one. Uh, like, there's a lot of psychopaths out there that put their dry cereal in first and then pour milk on top. Um, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's, that's the, way the you do only it. way, weirdo. That's the only way you do it. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you put the cereal in and then you wow. put the milk and then you eat it quickly wow. so it doesn't get soggy. Wait, what do you do, Sam? It, you don't have to worry about eating it quickly or getting it soggy. If you pour the milk in first and then put the cereal on top and it floats. Then it splashes everywhere. No, it splashes. Yeah. Why would you do that? What splash? What heavy cereal are you doing? What do you mean? I feel like, like you're doing this just to be controversial. You put the milk in the bowl. You put the milk in the bowl, and then you pour the cereal on top, and it floats on top. You don't have to worry about it getting soggy. And like, so every time you put it's your spoon in there, soggy. you That's control. Reason. You control only the bottom layer. It forms a raft. This is giving me anxiety thinking about putting milk in the bowl first. Wait, so you guys don't pour your cereal into the bowl and then just get a cup of milk? Okay, I know you don't do that. You don't do that. You get a separate But I do have friends that do that. You just eat the cereal and then drink the milk and you don't do that? But no, there is only one answer. You put your cereal and then you pour milk on it. And then you can better control the amount of milk ratio to the dry cereal. Yes. Uh, I don't If it's floating, agree. no, if you're putting in the dry cereal and it's floating, then how can you tell how much of it is really in there? And so then it just messes everything up. Because I saw how much milk is in I don't do it with my eyes closed. I'm shocked. Well, y'all enjoy your soggy cereal you're wrong. But last question on that. Do you drink um, the milk after or do you just pour it out? No, you pour more cereal until the milk is gone. Oh, that's good, Alex. That's a good word. No, you absolutely drink the milk. I agree. I think the the sugar-soaked milk, especially if you ate like Fruity Pebbles or something, so it's like rainbow and extra sugary and delicious. Like, mm. Okay, Courtney, you seem hesitant. Um, About drinking the milk at the end, All I think I'm going to bring it back to scripture on this one and say, when I was a child, I walked like a child. I talked like a child. Whoa. No reason like a child. Whoa. <laughs> Well, really, the verse is when I became a man, but I didn't become a man, but I did put my childish ways behind me. So you're saying you became a man. I know. 
I can't drink it at the end anymore. All right. That was a lot of fun, but now we're going to kind of switch into some more serious questions so you can kind of get to know us. And so the first one does come from a student, and I really love the way that this one is phrased. It says, <laughs> if you could talk to one Bible person like now, who would that person be? <laughs> So I'm assuming this means like a figure, a person that's in the Bible. So not not Jesus, right? Not like angel of the Lord. That's no, cheating. you can't. Okay. You can't do. Not yeah, God. Jesus isn't an option. I think I would do. I would do Solomon, since he had literally all the wisdom and all the monies and all the things and all and the ladies. Them, oh, oh, he had a few. He had a few harms, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, he he had all the wisdom and he concluded that all that stuff is worthless except for God. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I'd like to talk to James, the brother of Jesus. Mm. What's it like growing up in that house? (laughs) What was your most embarrassing story of Jesus? (laughs) How does it feel to never measure up to your sibling, but like, you know it, you know? (laughs) But also just his conversion, like. The fact that like he considers his brother like a crazy person and then becomes the leader of the church in Jerusalem. Like, how does that mm-hmm. yeah. even I want to hear that story. Like, that is amazing. I think this is I'm going for something a little bit different. So this probably wouldn't be like my legitimate answer, but, um, I would love to talk to Noah's wife because I think that she doesn't get enough credit for mm. supporting what Noah was saying the Lord was calling her to do and literally building this massive ark and probably having everyone in the community be like, your family is insane and just sticking by and supporting what he was being called to. So that's so true. I hope she's nothing like um, the wife and Evan almighty. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to go with Adam. Um, And I would ask him all these questions about what the garden was like. Oh, that's and, good. Oh, yeah. And, oh. and why he named different animals, different animals, and oh, all these fun. different kind of questions. The original Tiger King. I can't cheat. I can't be like, what did God look like when he walked with him mm. in the garden? Like, I can't do that. But yeah, I'd be Adam. Okay. So the next question is, what's something that has transformed your walk with the Lord? So what was one of the turning point moments for you that really either solidified your faith or kind of... Um, awaken something in you that took your relationship with God to the next level? Uh, For me, it was uh, to start interpreting the Bible in light of uh, church history, in light of like, it's funny, like how many wrong things I believed that the church had already like addressed like way long ago. And it's like, oh, they already dealt with this and somebody already thought of this and somebody was already proven wrong. So it's just kind of like really easy for me to, when I was young in my faith to kind of move on from misconceptions about the Bible. And so that was something. And then it just made me see the bigness of God and how cool it is, how he speaks and moves through different cultures and different times and different moments in history. And that our God, it just made me feel like God, like really gave me the sense that God really is alive and really is active. That's awesome. Um, it's just so, so, so cool. So I think for me, just looking at our, like, it's our family history, right? The church is our family. So our family history I love that. and looking at where we've come from really helped personalize the story of the Bible for me. 
I think something that's transformed my walk with the Lord um, has been the women who have stepped into my life and discipled me. And um, that didn't come without a lot of prayer and seeking and asking the Lord for women in my life um, to show me what it looks like to practice spiritual disciplines and just to walk with the Lord as they're a mom, a wife, a sister, a friend, and all of these different things. But to be able to watch the way that they um, suffered in the way that they celebrated good seasons um, and just had a steadfastness when they were walking with the Lord has completely transformed the way that I walk with Jesus um, from watching them, but also the way that I disciple other girls. And so I think that's something that if um, a listener has not had someone disciple them, that I would really challenge them to do because it's just a huge game changer and will continue to be for the rest of my life. Awesome. Um, For me, I would say that working as a camp counselor Mm -hmm. at Sky Ranch, which I guess, I mean, you could apply it to really any Christian summer camp. It's kind of, it's pretty much the same. Um, But that was transformative in so many ways. Um, Being surrounded by people, other college students that are on fire for the Lord 24-7 and doing 24-7 ministry, um, that is like, that solidifies something in you. Um, And so that was really powerful for me personally, but then also seeing the the payoff of relational ministry before I even knew the difference, before I even knew what relational ministry was, because I'd only been a Christian for like three years when I did that. Um, I didn't really know the difference, but seeing like little kids and how much attention they would pay during a Bible study that was not the funnest thing. I mean, literally um, one one week of the summer, our cabin was right next to the water slides and we had to do our Bible study out on the deck so they could literally turn their heads and see the water slides. So you couldn't ask for a worse distraction, but they were so tuned in on what we were doing. And I think I, what I got to experience is that's because of that relational investment, um, just spending time with them, doing all the fun things, eating all the meals with them. And so the turning point through that was as I was reading through the gospels and reading how Jesus would interact with the disciples, that finally clicked in me. Oh, I get it. Um, this relationship that you can have with the Lord is this active moving thing instead of just a religious thing. Mm, That's so good, Sam. It is really good. Um, I can echo that as well. Um, I was at Sky Ranch um, too, and that was really pivotal in my relationship with the Lord. But I would say the biggest turning point for me was actually in college, and it was after a breakup. Um, I, I had been dating this girl for a while and you know we had broken up and it was just a really hard time for me and man it was really just after that where i really sought after community in a way that i never had Mm -hmm. before i had sought after scripture in a way i never had before i started reading all these different books about the lord and theology and different difficult questions and things like that and it really just deepened my faith and it, it was just really revealing to me that a lot of the times our growth in the lord comes after um, a time of suffering, um, in a way where you realize that your deepest longing isn't for the things of this world, but the one who made it. Um, and so that was really during that time because I had misplaced my identity. I had misplaced, um, where I found value and what I pursued. And it was this girl and this relationship. And when that was gone, it made me question, you know, a lot of my previous thought processes. And so I actually turned to the Lord and sought after him instead. And so a beautiful thing. So for any of you who have gone 
gone through a breakup um, or maybe are fearing that or whatever, like the Lord can use whatever trials are in your life and use for good. So plus now you're married and now I'm married and it's not the same person. (laughs) So the next question is what have you been listening to or reading or watching um, to kind of help encourage your relationship with the Lord or your walk in faith during this quarantine with all the time that we've had at home? Yeah. Um, I've been um, just really making sure to stay faithful to my churches. Um, this has actually been the mo- most helpful thing to me is to stay up to date with my church's church services, like our online church services. Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, you know, made really made me long to gather again. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, at first I was kind of like, eh, this is not the same and it's not, but it still has been like really encouraging and really refreshing and, um, really hopeful for me for the day that when all this craziness is over and we can gather as the people of God again. Yeah. I would, again, I would encourage anybody listening to, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the um, podcast episode we did about Church Online. And just remember that, man, doing something, even though it's clearly not the ideal, is so much better than not doing anything. So watching a video of a sermon is still infinitely better than just not doing anything and waiting until we can go back in person. That's awesome. Um, some of the things that I've been listening to and reading, I've been trying to make uh, very specific for this time of what has to do with what people are walking through um, while we're quarantined and um, things that I could easily fall into as well. And so one of them is I've been listening to a podcast um, by Rebecca Lyons, and she's a Christian author, and her and her husband have a podcast called Rhythms for Life. And they just talk through um, how you can incorporate different rhythms in your life um, that can create still consistency in your schedules and that are specifically drawing you closer to the Lord. And so they go through different um, biblical rhythms that you can have in your life, which I've been loving. And I've also been reading um, a lot of fun books, but one of the um, more serious books about my relationship with the Lord is a book by Jenny Allen, and it's called Get Out of Your Head. And it's about um, taking your thoughts captive and not falling prey to uh, going down the spiral of toxic thoughts. And I think that that can very easily happen. Um, while there are so many unknowns in the world, um, a lot of our students or families are maybe um, under the pressure of being home and maybe in a place where they are feeling more anxiety um, or can start leaning toward depression. And so this is just a really good book of what does scripture say and what do we see in science and putting that together um, to see how we can be truly taking our thoughts captive and what that actually looks like instead of just saying it. So that's been really good. So I've been listening to and watching a lot of, well, and reading too, I guess, um, a lot of things for my online classes. I'm doing um, like some Bible classes through Liberty University. And um, man, that's, I just love that. That is, that feeds that intellectual side of me that it has just as such a craving to get closer to the Lord in that way. Um, And so getting to see all these different perspectives and grow in that, even though it is educational. So I can't say that I'm, you know, just, just doing it for the sake of my own edification, like I'm doing it to get grades. But at the same time, I'm, I'm finding myself enjoying it, just getting these new perspectives and growing intellectually towards the Lord. That's like really refreshing. 
Yeah, I would say one thing that's been really cool um, is since we have been, you know, quarantined to our houses, um, we have this longing to get out of our houses. And so it's been a cool thing, like a rhythm in our family has been going on like daily walks and things like that. And so it's just been good to just think upon the goodness of the Lord. Um, and there's so mm. many things that my mind can go to with either bitterness or just anxiety. And so just trying the best that I can to remember um, the blessings that the Lord has given to uh, me and to my family and just to thank God for who he is. And it's just a lot easier to do that. I think whenever you're in nature and you're walking around to see his creation rather than just stuck um, in a house mm -hmm. made by humans, um, you know, uh, that lacks that, you know, draw and awe of the Lord. And so I think being able to go on those walks and just being out in creation has done um, a really cool thing to, to kind of stir those thoughts up for me. Yeah. It's awesome. I, t I love the sounds of nature. I think I told you guys yesterday, I was out throwing the ball for our dog and there were seagulls flying over. And so as much as I love like the sounds of birds and stuff, like hearing the seagulls, all it made me think about is how I can't go to the beach right now. And I was like, <laughs> like, what are you even doing here? We're like nowhere near the ocean. Stupid migration patterns. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. We had so much fun just laughing and joking about a lot of these questions, but also sharing a little bit of our hearts with you. And um, as Taylor and I were talking about just different rhythms that we've been incorporating into our life, we think it would be valuable to talk through some different spiritual disciplines. We have an episode where we kind of broadly talk about them, but we really want to dive in specifically to what are some rhythms and disciplines that we can be incorporating into our life that bring peace and rest and just anchor us to our relationship with the Lord in a time that can so quickly steal our thoughts and create fears and um, panic or anxiety. So we are excited to share that with you. So be on the lookout for our podcast in the coming weeks. Thanks so much. You guys eat your cereal weird. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the SLT podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at spirituallife at mylcs.com. Is that the one with the volleyball?